Good day and welcome to all of our My Story podcast listeners. Hey, my name is Jeff Lee and this is the My Story podcast. It's a podcast of real stories by real people, all centered around a very real God. We're so excited. Thank you for joining us today and coming along and being a part of our story. And uh, our plan here is to share with you our story along with others' stories, all in hopes that we shine the light of Jesus Christ into a part of your day. We pray you are well today, and if not, our prayer is that by the end of this podcast, you will be having a much better day. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in and listening. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy this great podcast. Welcome to today's episode of the My Story podcast. We're so glad that you have joined us today. Um, today we have a very, very special guest in in the uh, in the episode, and I'm so thankful for this very special guest. And uh, real quick before we get into our special guest, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody that has been tuning in, listening, liking, sharing the podcast, uh, we are up to 142 downloads, so thank you, and uh, we are certainly excited about that, and we do apologize for last week, but uh, we are working on getting all these technical bugs worked out, so that way we can make sure our podcast uh, uh, is um, uh, streamlined, so if that's a good word, so uh, my special guest today, we're going to go ahead and jump into it, is none other than my very special and lovely wife, Courtney Lee. Courtney, would you like to say hello today? Yes. Hi, everybody. Um, I reiterate what he said uh, in thanking all of you for listening and taking time out of your busy, busy schedules to listen to these uh, podcasts, and I pray that they help someone. Yes, yes, yes. And we appreciate the feedback that you give us. Uh, hopefully, this podcast, you will be able to hear my wife a whole lot better than the first one that she was on. And uh, so we are, again, addressing those issues and trying to make it better. So thank you. Thank you for giving us feedback. Thank you for letting us know uh, what we need to do and what we need to work on. And thank you for answering the poll on uh, subjects you'd like to hear. And so uh, we appreciate all of that. So today we're going to get into an interview today. And um, my very first episode of this podcast, I introduced you into the My Story theme and how we got into the idea of My Story. And so today, uh, as promised, um, I'm going to bring you a story of a very special young lady. And uh, that young lady is my bride, and I'm so thankful for her. We have been married now almost 16 years, and uh, we've got three incredible children. And uh, I, I just appreciate everything about my wife and all that she sacrifices and does for the Lord. And so it is a high honor to be able to um, 
bring her on the podcast and let her share her story. So uh, without any further ado, um, Sister Lee, uh, Sister Courtney, bride, love, babe, whatever we want to say today, um, why don't you go ahead and just open us up with maybe giving a little bit about your backstory growing up and uh, just kind of let the folks that may not know you just know a little bit about you. Okay. Um, well, my mom and dad are both from Michigan originally. Um, and because of his job relocating to Louisiana uh, for a short time, that brought both of them to Louisiana along with my older sister. Um, as they were here, um, this is just a backstory of how uh, my family has come to know who God is. Um, and as they were here in Louisiana for a job, uh, a minister helping out at the local Pentecostal church began outreaching. And just so happened, he came in contact with them after some time passed. Uh, with his persistence, they began attending church there, then receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and being baptized in Jesus' name. And uh, that's where we grew up in church. So your mom and dad both were not affiliated with um, with the Pentecostal church or just any church in general when they first moved to Louisiana? Uh, I don't believe any church. They didn't have, you know, no background of uh, any kind of church um, from what I understand. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about your experience in getting to the church. I know you said that your family, uh, your mom, dad was invited to come to a church and ended up receiving the Holy Holy Ghost and uh, were baptized in Jesus' name and became part of the church. So um, can you describe a little bit of your experience of becoming part of the church? And, and I guess what I mean when I say that is like, um, maybe tell us how old you were when you were baptized and, um, you know, when you received uh, the Holy Spirit and maybe describe some of those experiences if you can. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I grew up in church. I believe that I was, they were already in church, um, when I was born. So, um, I, I, church was all I knew. Um, but I received the Holy Ghost, I believe from four to five, my first time, I, I believe it was five. Um, wow. and then, uh, was baptized sometime later, uh, maybe seven. I'm not certain on that, but I know that it was around um, when I was a little bit older in my childhood um, when I was baptized. So it'd be safe to say you were drawn to God at a very young age. Oh, yes. Yeah. Would, would you happen to remember what maybe drew you to God at that young age? Or is it just too far along to remember? I, you know, honestly, um, I, I believe it was such a young age. But, I mean, I I remember just being surrounded by church. I mean, church was all I knew. Um, services then is when you would fall asleep under the pew because services were going so long. And so at almost every night of the week, I can remember it a, 
being about church and about God. And so, um, I don't know, I guess that just being engrafted in me from such a young age that, that that's where it started. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, and I'm, I'm certainly not going to, um, say anything that I know you wouldn't feel comfortable, uh, with sharing, but, um, there was a period of time as you grew up that you um, undoubtedly not so much question your walk with God, but just kind of not let it be as important as it should have been. So what, what made you feel the need to really get serious about your relationship with God? And, and per- perhaps maybe you remember the time that uh, you you did uh, maybe the age or, or whatever and share whatever you're comfortable with sharing. Uh, but you know, what, what made you feel the need to, to get real serious about your relationship with Christ? Well, from a period from about, uh, I would say probably uh, in my early years, um, probably not long after I got baptized, but uh, up until my teenage years, um, I, I dealt with quite a lot during that time that I, as a child, didn't know how to handle or how to deal with certain things. And so um, I backslid and I tried running, honestly, as far away from God as I could um, because I was so angry. Um, I, I couldn't understand how a loving God, <clears throat> just like his word says, would allow these things to happen to me as a child. How could this God that loves me this much, just like his word told me, could allow these things to happen, Um, which in turn brought on years of bitterness and frustration and and, uh, hiding. Um, But it wasn't until I finally got, I believe, tired of living with these things that I came to a place of really wanting to know more about God um, and then realized in turn my need for him and truth. So what age would you say that was? Would that be the time that you uh, had moved away and were living in Arizona and then decided to come back? Yes. Yep. So that was, I'm sorry, go ahead. By time I, um, I mean, by time I came back, I was in my later teen years. Um, so yeah. And I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Besides coming back for God, you laid your eyes on a certain young man that was in church. (laughs) Well, well, that was a little, that was a little later after. Oh, I know, I know. Well, thank God that you made the decision to come back because if yes. not, I wouldn't have 16 wonderful years with you. So thank you, Jesus, for sending her back. Yes. So in in that, um, in in kind of moving into that, that vein, um, what, uh, how can I say it? What what caused you to um, 
after, you know, after all those years and, and obviously kind of falling in, uh, obviously falling in love with God to, to a point where, you know, you were moved on at such a young age to, to step out and, and, you know, share in the salvation experience. But what, um, what caused, uh, and, and again, I, I'm not asking of the scenario, but just kind of how from feeling all of that, how could one go from, from being always involved in church and always doing something for the Lord to just kind of turn around and say, you know what, I, I don't want anything to do with him anymore. Could you describe that feeling of, of. Yes. Um, I mean, when you have uh, your innocence almost taken at such a young age and, right. uh, and, and you see your eyes began to be open to something totally different. Um, you know, you're, you're, as a young child, I could feel this love that I knew felt a certain way. But when, when something so drastic and um, horrific happens to you, your eyes become open to something totally different. And so you become confused as to what is this and, and, and why, like I said earlier, and why would God allow this to happen? So because I became so fixated on not only being angry that this happened, but frustrated at God because I felt like he allowed this to happen. And so I believe that's where my relationship with God began to change. Right, right. I understand. So in that vein, would you say that that was maybe the driving factor to get you back into where you are with God? Or, or is there maybe a, another major turning point in your life that caused you to be where you are in God now? And, and I say that, you know, kind of as an example of was there maybe a, an, an incident in Arizona or maybe a word from God that came to you or maybe a special service when you came back, moved back or, or, you know, whatever. Is, is there anything that kind of sticks out in your mind that, that has caused you to be, to, to not, uh, not so much be enticed to go back and leave God again, but has driven you deeper into God. Is there something, you know, an incident or, or something like that, that has kind of caused you to, to have the walk with God you have right now? Uh, well, I will say the body of Christ is such a special thing. And so when you're away from that, um, you know, growing up with that, I had that, um, and, and living in Louisiana without, having all of your, your family, your relatives, your aunts and uncles and cousins and all of this, um, you're, the church kind of became our family. Right. And so having that bond um, and having just that church body, and then when you're separated, almost separated from the flock, um, I felt so alone. Um, and I think it was just that longing for the body of Christ again, it was a longing for that without realizing that I was longing for it because I allowed that frustration and that anger to kind of override, but still I was longing for that um, underneath it all. And so I believe really that's what brought me back, um, back home and, and back to, to churches 
is longing for that. So um, what would you say those moments changed about you? And what would you say the maybe a few of the effects of that change? What is some some things that 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 moment or that realization changed about you? And, and what were the effects of that change? Well, I would say it brought me to a place of going deeper in God, um, because when you're when you're isolated and when you're alone and you just think of these things, um, uh, I had no no other thing but to just go to God with all of these things. So it brought me to a place of going deeper in God. Um, and, and honestly, I felt if I can know truly who God is, that I'll have a better understanding yes. of yeah. my identity in him. Um, and I would say the effects of that is, I mean, you look at where I am today. It's helped me to not only be a better person but also to be a better wife and a better mother. Um, I'm able to walk boldly in the calling that God has given to me. Um, I, I'm able to share my testimony with yeah. other Courtney's out there that may have gone through or going through where God has brought me from. So good. So good. Now kind of transitioning a little bit from, from the past, um, let's, let's kind of dig into maybe some of your story that could maybe reach somebody today and not that what you've already told couldn't, but let, let's, uh, maybe think back to a time when you made a mistake or made a, you know, a bad decision or, or maybe you, you know, you, cause we've all had those moments where we have really felt like. I'm living for God. I'm doing my best, but today I just I just dropped the ball. I, I've really let God right. down. So in in that moment, and maybe that maybe since then you you haven't really had a moment like that. Maybe it is still those teenage years. So you talk about whatever you you may feel to answer. But how, how did you get past guilt and condemnation over what you did or said or? or, you know, responded and, and how were you able to get past the wall of guilt and, and condemnation the enemy tries to put, because, you know, you make a move towards God and you feel like you're, you're, you're really trying to do your best to live for God. And then we trip up, we make a mistake. Right. We trip up. And so the devil automatically puts that guilt and condemnation there that we'll see, you'll never get back to where you were. You'll mm -hmm. never be who you were. God's so disappointed in you now, you might as well just quit. So how do you get, get over that wall of guilt and condemnation and, and feel, I, I hate to use the word because we're never worthy, but, but feel like you can, you can go to God in repentance. Right. Well, I will say for me, when I was at my lowest of my lows, um, it, it took time because Satan would love nothing more than to make you feel like you've said um, condemnation and guilt. And, and also your flesh begins self-doubting or thinking, okay, he's never going to forgive me or I'm never going to make it out of this. Um, but I began thinking of it like this, just as a child with their earthly father coming to them, you think of our, our children coming to them with something you've done, knowing they will listen 
They'll guide you. They'll correct you. But they do all of that with love. So much more is it with our Heavenly Father. And understanding while in that, that we are humanity. We're imperfect beings right. who is constantly in need of a Savior who extends mercy. And I think that is what helped me to come out of that place of I'm never going to make it and I'm never going to come out of this and, and constantly feel, feeling shame and guilt um, is understanding truly who God is and what he's about and not listening to the lies of Satan. That's so good. So, so given that um, you are a prodigal, so to speak, can you maybe describe for us if, if you feel comfortable enough the the moment of your return? Like, uh, okay, I made this mistake. I made this bad decision. And, and so um, you just kind of described, I, I kind of see it as a father and, and, you know, the return of a, of mm -hmm. a, you know, a lost child, but, so can you describe that moment? Can you, you know, like we read about the prodigal son and, and the Bible gives right. us descriptive moments there when he runs down the driveway, the father comes out of the house, runs, falls on him, greets him with a kiss, you know, brings the robe, the calf. Mm -hmm. We know the whole story. But so can you describe your moment for maybe somebody who's right now listening that could be struggling with, you know, feeling like they're able to go back to God. Can you maybe describe your, your moment of return? Sure. Um, I, I mean, I was thinking of that just when you spoke it, but I, I feel like I felt just like the prodigal son. I feel like when I come back home, it was almost like a celebration with the body of Christ. It, it was not like people were bashing me over the head or, or, you know, shunning me, or it was like a celebration that I had come home and that I was, uh, you know, doing what God had for me to do. And it's, it's, I feel like you'll see that time and time again with a prodigal. It's, it's a celebration. Um, and that's exactly how I felt was just, I mean, it, the story of the prodigal son is exactly how I felt coming back home. So in your own words, then can you describe maybe some kind of way of how you knew in the moment, or maybe it took a few days, but how did you know that God had forgiven you? Well, I will say, um, I, I mean, I obviously could feel that a weight was lifted, um, and and I felt uh, almost like I mean, almost like relieved. Uh, knowing that it, it's a when you bring this stuff to the Lord and you ask for forgiveness, it's almost like immediately you feel like the weight of the world is off of your shoulders and you feel um, weightless. Would you um, would you say there was some joy involved or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, peace involved. I, I mean, immediately I could feel the peace of God, but yeah. I, I can also feel 
my perspective changing or, you know, things, things around me, how I looked at different circumstances or situations changing, um, how I, you know, conversated with people or reacted towards people. Um, it, it was just a different, it wasn't, it wasn't that same frustrated, angry, bitter person that I once was. Well, on the subject of forgiveness, you and I both, I'm, I'm sure with along of, uh, along with several who may be listening today or in the future, um, have probably been on both ends of, of the spectrum. And what I mean is we've all found ourselves in positions where we need God's forgiveness. And then right. some of us are also, or maybe even most of us, perhaps all of us have been in a position where we've also been on the other end where we have to give forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a situation years ago and I mean, you and I were married and uh, you know, you know about this situation, but uh, I was, I was hurt terribly bad. And I I just purposed in my heart that I'm not going to forgive. I was the one that was wrong. And I'm just not, you know, I'm not going to do it. Um, You know, if if they want to make it right, they're going to have to apologize to me. And so uh, I dealt with that for a couple of years. And then I never forget one year we was at camp meeting and brother David Shatwell preached that famous message that he preaches a lot of the tragedy of a wounded spirit. And I remember the Lord talking to me through that whole message about I needed to forgive and I needed to let go. And this individual there at that camp meeting, I was purposely avoiding just so I didn't have to see them because I was so hurt. And I'll never forget, and maybe you don't remember, maybe you do, but I'll never forget at the end of that message, God was tugging on my heart to go and embrace this individual to pray with them. And you squeezed my hand and you looked up at me and you said, whatever God is telling you right now, you need to go do. And so I took that as confirmation and I went across the auditorium and I found this individual. I fell upon his neck. We wept. I apologized. He apologized and we just forgave each other. And I'll never forget the feeling. I was on my knees. He was sitting in the pew and I was on my knees. And when I went to stand up, I was so lightheaded because I felt like such a weight had been lifted Mm -hmm. off of me. So could you maybe describe real quickly, just maybe a time where you were on that end of the stick and you had to do some forgiving. How did you do it? How did you get past the feelings and forgive? I mean, honest, it's beyond the emotions because if our flesh has its way, um, we would like to just stay in that place of unforgiveness and, and well, they hurt us and they've done this and they done that. But um, I always think back to if we want to be forgiven, then we must forgive. And if we don't forgive, then God will judge us that same way. And so we have to be very careful Um with how we handle people. And even though they may wrong us or they may do things to us um, that could really hurt us. Um, It's not our place to stand in the seat of the judge and to just uh, forgive. And sometimes that's not always an easy thing. Um, Sometimes it's very hard. 
but knowing that God is in control and right. we turn that over to him um, and, and let him have say. Right. That's so good. So how did you, how did you move forward from that? And, and what I mean well, is once you forgave, can you say you was fully able to move forward? And, and if you saw him today, you would have no issues um, hugging their neck and saying hello. Well, I would definitely say it, it took time. Uh, for, for me, I will go back to just an instant um, where in my childhood something had happened, but it took time um, for me to fully forgive them and for me to kind of put them in the hands of God and for me to kind of come to a place to say, you know what? I wouldn't even wish eternity and hell on my worst enemy. So I would want this person, even though they've hurt me in such a terrible way to still have a chance at making it to heaven. And so I didn't want to miss out either on making it to heaven just because I didn't forgive. Um, right. And so it definitely took time, um, but with the help of the Lord in time, I definitely, um, it, it, I mean, it, it definitely has helped. Right. That's so true. And I think a lot of times we get so wrapped up in the wrongdoing that we forget eternity is so long. Right. And like you just said, nobody deserves to go to hell. You know, God, God never created hell for us. Right. And, you know, this, this stigma that why would a loving God send people to hell? He don't. We send ourselves there. That's right. Because he's given us an opportunity to get right and make it right. And that's part of it is forgiving because you know what? We've done a lot of terrible things and God forgave. That's right. And so we have to, we have to forgive. And that's, that's so good. Okay. Well, switching gears here. Um, could, is there something that you see in yourself when you wake up every day that proves to you that God is working in your life? What is it that when Courtney Lee gets up every day, it's a constant reminder or a constant confirmation that God is still working in my life? I would definitely say that's love, the love of God. Um, there was a time that I didn't even love myself, much less anybody else because I was angry with what had taken place or what was going on in my life, the things I couldn't understand. Um, but now I have a different look on life and people and circumstances um, because of the, lo the love that God has shown me. And so there's nothing like the love of God. So I would definitely say it's love. Amen. That's so good. So rolling into that, what attribute of God sticks out to you the most or reaches out to you the most? And that's, for example, if I asked you to describe God in one word, what would it be? And why is it that one for you? Well, I mean, obviously that's a hard one because I mean, it's just, it's, 
so much, but I would say I would, I would for sure choose two. Well, I've already spoke on one and that was love. Um, But the other I would is peace. Um, Peace because there's been times in my life where I didn't have peace. Um, And I'm very thankful for peace that passeth all understanding. Um, And I'm very thankful for the love of God because it's a love that I never felt. Um, When you, when I've had a distorted view on what love was, and then suddenly you feel the love of Christ, there's absolutely nothing that can compare. Wow. Amen. So true. When you're, mind is a constant raging sea of emotions and guilt and shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Peace is just, yes. means a whole lot more to you. <laughs> it does. That's right. Yeah. It sure does. Well, um, can you share some advice, a mentor or uh, a very dear friend or someone you hold very, um, close and trustworthy um, to you. Uh, can you maybe share some advice or, or an impact that this mentor or this certain person uh, you look to in the church has, has made on you? Or, or maybe you can drop a few lines of something that you're constantly reminded of that they've told you that maybe can help somebody else today. Yes. Well, I would say... Um the mentor that, or, or the person that sticks out the most, um, it wasn't really the words that she spoke, even though she was very wise and very witty and left me with a lot of wisdom. She graciously shared with me. Um, but it was her actions for me. I watched her be mishandled and talked about and dealt the wrong way. Uh, I, I've watched her have, you know, just things that happened to her in her life that were, Absolutely terrible. But with everything that life threw at her or threw her way, she brought it to her prayer room, to the feet of Jesus. And then she turned and portrayed Jesus as best as she could in every situation. And that, to me, um, speaks more than any word ever spoken. I mean, the saying goes, actions speak louder than words. And so her actions spoke more to me. And And I believe helped me in such a way um, that I too have realized how important that is. So good. Would it be wrong to share her name? No, I don't believe so. Anita Causey, you are certainly still missed. Yes. What a very impactful lady. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. Well, before we get ready to wrap this up, is there uh, maybe a special God moment or miracle or supernatural work that God has personally done? I know there are a lot of things God has done for us together as a couple together, uh, you know, in our ministry and things. Right. But is there something special that God has done for you personally or some miracle he's given to you personally? And I mean, I know, God gave you me, and I know that's an incredible <laughs> miracle and blessing. Yes, it is. But besides me, because I don't want you bragging on me the whole episode, 
let's <laughs> brag on God. <laughs> but is there anything that uh, that kind of sticks out to you? Oh, my goodness. I feel like this is another hard one because there's just so many. I mean, being raised in church, um, being raised in truth. I, I, I mean, I've seen restoration take place. I've seen God provide when it didn't even seem possible. And that us as, as husband and wife, we've seen that more times than we can count. Um, I've seen God heal all three of our girls in different ways. I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen people delivered and set free. But I think the one that sticks out the most to me, and I think it sticks out the most because this goes in with my story today. Um, but I've watched my mom come so close to losing her mind and having a mental breakdown. But then I also watch God completely heal and restore her. Amen. And I think that sticks out the most to me. Amen. And we're definitely going to get her on the show because if there was ever somebody with an incredible story, it's Sharon Savage um, um, and some of the things that she's had to walk through. But uh, yeah. I, I, of course, uh, that would be really weird if I would say I, I knew your mom as a kid because I didn't grow up with y'all. So, right. uh, but um, the stories I hear, um, I can only imagine, but thank God for what he does for us. That's Amen. right. Yes. Well, closing out today, um, I'm going to give you all the time you need right here because uh, this is your opportunity now to take your story and speak to a Courtney. So let's pretend Courtney Lee is tuning in right now. What would you say to her? or someone who may be listening that is going through some of the same struggles that you went through. Maybe they're sitting there. They've had hurts. They've had misdealings and mishandlings. If you haven't listened to the lost coin or previous episode, please do so. Uh, but they've had mishandling or misdealing inside the church. Things have happened to them inside the church. And now they're sitting today in some guilt and some shame or, or some very deep hurts and feel like that either God has walked away from them, abandoned them, or that God wouldn't accept them again because they walked away. What advice or scriptures or whatever is laid on your heart, what could you share with, with Courtney or whoever may be listening? Um, I would first share Romans eight thirty seven through 39. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This right here is the love of God. There's absolutely nothing that can separate us from his love. No matter what circumstance, no matter what situation, either you found yourself in or because of others, um, know God is there, not with condemnation, but with forgiveness and mercy and love. And don't allow shame or guilt to keep you from the love of God and being all that he has for you to be. There's a quote that reads, 
Life is not about how many times you fall down. It's about how many times you get back up. So it, it names all of these things that none of this can separate us from the love of God because that's how great the love of God is for us. Um, and, and Calvary itself proves it. It's a perfect representation. Here you have a, a perfect God manifested in flesh that sh sheds his, his blood and dies on Calvary so that we can be free from sin. That's the kind of love um, that is the love of Christ. And, and just know that there's, there's, there's no other love like it. There's nothing that can sustain you. There's nothing that can, that can do you quite like God can. Um, and yeah, I, I, I have one more uh, scripture too I would like to share real quick. Yeah. Let me grab that. And while you're grabbing that, I, I think it's very important to interject right here. Like we said on the Lost Coin episode, our, our last episode, we're dealing with humanity. Humanity makes right. mistakes. And so just as you and I are prone to mistakes, so is everyone else in the church. Nobody's perfect but Jesus That's Christ. Right. And so That's we right. can't let that hinder us from being, from being found in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hey, it's humanity. It hurts. But know that Jesus was also mishandled mm -hmm. in the hands of humanity. But if he can forgive them, so can we. That's right. Um, so this is Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. Amen. Amen. Such a powerful scripture. Yes. And as we get ready to close this podcast, we want everybody to know that is listening, that there is hope for anyone, anywhere in this world today. If God can work in people like me, like you, like all these others, folks that we see in the Bible, he can certainly work in your situation today that's listening that's right so during your crisis during your situation during your anger and your pain and and whatever you're going through know that there is hope and his name is jesus and in whatever you may find yourself into today there is hope you don't have to go through it alone god is reaching out to every one of us even in your darkest of times, God is still reaching out. So the question is, will you respond to him today? Don't let anything hold you back from getting a hold of God. Today, all you have to do is do what the apostle Peter said, what Paul taught, what Jesus taught, and that is repent. Turn from those ways. Lay all of that stuff at Jesus' feet. Seek his forgiveness. And if you've never been baptized in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, find you an apostolic, one God, truth-preaching church 
and have that man of God baptize you in Jesus' name because it's the only name that can save you. He's the only yeah. one that died on the cross. It was only Jesus. And so he's the only one that can take your sins away. His blood can wash you clean, take away all your guilt, your pain, and your shame. And then he can fill you with his precious spirit, which will give you power to walk through the rest of this life. And I do feel it's so very important, especially in the hour that we live. It's not too late to come home. That's right. God is always waiting for you to come home. God loves you and he has an absolute purpose for your life. You are not a mistake or an uh-oh. Humanity may have misplaced you or mishandled you. People may have not seen your full potential, but I can tell you God does. That's right. And just because people may try to do away with you or give up on you or walk away from you, God will never give up on you. And so turn your heart back to him today. Sister Lee, I'd like for us to pray together before we close this podcast. And let's pray over whoever may be listening. And let's ask God to reach into their hearts and help them get, get over the hurdles, get past the, the walls that they have built or Satan has tried to build so they can find God and get a hold of him and be restored. Will you help me pray? Yes. Yeah. yeah let's pray. Lord Jesus, Lord, first of all, we thank God for Jesus. my wife, for Sister Lee, for sharing Every her story. Dear Jesus, Lord Jesus, I pray now that some way, somehow, this episode, this story would get into the hands of someone who is struggling into the hands of someone who is feeling rejected and unloved by maybe even you, God, that they would understand that you love them regardless. And God, that you are reaching for them today to restore them and to use them for your kingdom. God, you have a purpose for all of us. We're all designed with, with a purpose in your mind for our lives, God. So Lord, I pray you would heal the broken, you would restore those that have felt used and abandoned. God, that you would bring hope and deliverance to those that walk God, that you would save your sons and daughters, bring them back home, Lord. And God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Sister Lee, thank you for sharing your story today. Thank you for asking. We're so honored that you did. And uh, of course, she's going to be on many more episodes in the future. But I thought, what greater way to open up our interview series than uh, with my beautiful bride? So I thank her for sharing today. And thank you for listening today. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you again soon on the My Story Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for giving us a listen today. We pray you were blessed by this episode. If you were, or if you know someone who may be blessed by this episode or others, would you help us out by sharing and posting? And don't forget to subscribe so you can stay informed as to when a new episode drops. Also, hey, give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram and drop us a comment. Let us know how we are doing and what we could do better. 
And as always, we certainly appreciate you tuning in and letting us be a part of your day. We look forward to being with you again soon on the My Story Podcast.